Hello and welcome to the Rambling Runner Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Chittam. This is the podcast for all the dedicated amateur runners out there who are working hard to get better while balancing running with the rest of their lives. Excited to share this call with you. This is Training Talk Live. This is something that we're doing over on Relay every Monday at 2 o'clock. This was the first version of it, and I'm really excited about it. Basically, Training Talk Live is a chance for the Relay contributors and the Relay subscribers to get together and talk about challenges, training, races, maybe upcoming races, maybe races that just happened. Maybe we're going to talk about, you know, maybe something that happened in the race that didn't go great, or we're just giving people shout outs, stuff that they've done really well. Uh, And sometimes just the conversation goes where it goes, but it's really is the best part of Relay. And this is what we're really focusing in on now, Relay, kind of like a Relay refresh, right? So this is, if you don't know, it's a Patreon community where it's a subscription service and we have some unbelievable creators. It's Kara Goucher, Lindsay Hine, Stephanie Flippin, Peter Pumka, Marcus Brown, Kafuzi. So just some unbelievable people on there. And we get together. And what we've noticed is that the community of subscribers are just an unbelievable assortment of people. And interacting with each other has just been absolutely fantastic. And that's exactly what these calls are. So every Monday at 2 o'clock, we get together. We do this. This is kind of a new thing. And we are so excited about it. And as you'll hear, it was just a great way to connect. And this is what we're really hoping to do is create more of that connection in Relay. We're still going to be putting out plenty of content that is not necessarily connected to the community. Like Stephanie Flippin just posted a piece, a written piece yesterday about tapering with the eye towards the Boston Marathon. So we're still going to be doing plenty of stuff like that, but we're also going to be really engaging the community. So head over to patreon.com forward slash Relay today to get more of that. And because I'm putting this out on Sunday night, if you'll get this Monday morning, you can join Relay today and be on the call Monday, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we'd love to hear about you and maybe just engage in the conversations because this is so much fun. Also, we're going to have a really exciting announcement over on Relay. We have someone joining the team and we're going to be announcing that this week. It's an incredible person that we couldn't be more excited. Uh, we'll be joining our crew over there. Also, big shout out to UCAN. UCAN is the running nutrition company that I trust with my running. So I love the UCAN energy. I love the hydrate. I love the the uh, UCAN gels, the edge. I love it all. And there's a reason I use it for all of my runs and all of my races. And it, I was using it before they even sponsored the podcast. So you know how much I love it. Go to youcan.co. That's youcan.co and use code rambling to save some dough on some really high quality running nutrition. Now let's get into the call. All right. Our inaugural training talk live here on Monday morning, April 3rd. I'm really excited to get this going. I announced this, what, about what seems like a few hours ago on, on a Monday morning. Everyone got the notification uh, and we're here. We're doing it. I'm letting people into the Google Meet as we speak. I think Peter Bronco is hopping on the show right now. Jennifer Piazza is here as well. Uh, and then we're going to get it going. But yeah, so this is the, the inaugural training talk live. So basically the idea behind all of this is every Monday to get in, talk about kind of what happened over the weekend, uh, over the last week with people's training, you know, the good stuff will celebrate wins. We can talk about challenges. We can talk about basically anything, but I figured this would be a way for people in the Relay community and the people who are creating on Relay, like like Peter and myself, who are right here, uh, to kind of all interact and talk about training uh, and, you know, just, you know, basically embrace the community side of this because we have so many amazing community members and I feel like we're leaving a little bit on the table with that stuff. So that is the plan. So 
with that preamble done. We'll be doing this every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And every Monday, I'll put the link in the, um, the relay feed. Everyone can see it there, also in your email as well. So, Jennifer, you're here. You're doing your thing. You were just talking about you got, you got a pretty wild April coming up. Let's, let's, let's talk about this. Yeah, so I am running my first Boston uh, in two weeks. And then I'm also doing Big Sur because, you know, why not? So I don't know if I'll ever get back to Boston. So I was like, well, I got to go do the Boston to Big Sur uh, this time. I also ran a marathon four weeks ago um, in Hyannis, uh, like the Cape Cod area. Right. I was attempting a sub 330 and totally blew up and ran a 343. So... Here I am. And that, sounds, that sounds like my hyannis experience. I did the exact, the exact same thing. I think that, mine was a 346, but yes, I know oh, exactly how that feels. That was a really tough marathon. I don't know. It was a tough, tough course. I wasn't expecting it to be that rough, but so it goes. So I have to ask you, when you, when did you sign up for each of these marathons? Was this like part <laughs> of a grand plan or is this like a bunch of spontaneous decisions that kind of came together to be three marathons in six weeks? I think if I explain it, you'll you'll understand. I was in Berlin about to run the Berlin Marathon where I was going for a sub 330 and I was like, I'm going to nail it. And if I don't nail it, I'll just get like a 335 and I'll and I'll qualify for Boston, you know, 2024. It'll be great. So I get the email from Big Sur. that's like, do you want to run Boston to Big Sur? And I'm like, sounds good. And so um I, Wait, does everyone get that email? How'd you end up with that? I, maybe I had like signed up for something. And so, um, yeah. And then run, running clubs make bad, help you make bad decisions. Oh, yeah. But um, but so then I uh, blew up in Berlin and ran a 350. So I did not, um, my blow ups are getting better, you know. Um, but uh, so then when I didn't when I didn't qualify for Boston or do my sub 330 in Berlin, I was like, damn, now I got to find a different marathon to try this again, because I don't think I'll BQ in Boston. And so then I then I signed up for that small marathon in Hyannis. It's a bunch of bad ideas. Oh, wait. So <laughs> when was the original BQ? I just want that context. The original BQ was in April at the Salisbury, Maryland Marathon, which is an okay. awesome, like, I was going to say easy but like easy as far as logistics go oh. and it's a flat course and um, it's becoming known as like a good beat. I've heard that. I've heard that's a great mid Atlantic Boston qualifier. It was perfect. Um, when I ran it last year, I was aiming for like a three thirty seven. I ended up getting a three thirty two. It was a 16 minute PR for me. I was like blown away. I, wow. I the rare, the rare five, five minutes better than expected marathon. <laughs> like you don't see that very often. Uh, and it was all in the second half. Like my second half was I think five or six minutes faster than my first half. It was like the, like the most perfect way you could possibly run. And I was mm -hmm. like, great, I'm here now. I, this is, this is what I do. I just crush marathons. And then all yeah. the other marathons have been like, <laughs> no. So the running, the running gods were like, all right, time for some humbling. So yeah. some humble pie for Jennifer yeah. But with that said, no matter what happens, like the, the fact that you're taking all this on is really exciting. And like, it's, it's a huge endeavor in its own right, no matter how you do. So how have you approached the interim between Hyannis and Boston? Um, I, I've, I've done this before where I've done multiple marathons uh, because I live in New York. I always want to run the New York city marathon, but New York City course is so tough that like that's just like my my fun marathon. Um, 
And so I usually do something like Berlin or Chicago or, you know, a smaller marathon beforehand. Um, and Hal Higdon has a in-between marathons like plan, oh. um, whether it's eight weeks, six weeks, four weeks. So I've always kind of followed that, but I think I've, I think I've kind of outgrown the Hal Higdon plans. So then I read somewhere, um, it's, you know, it didn't have, didn't have any speed work or anything in it. So then I found a plan that said you should take, uh, it was six weeks between marathons, um, take two weeks to co recover. And so I used Hal Higdon's kind of two weeks of like recovering after the marathon and then repeat the last four weeks of your um, last training plan. Kind of assume yeah. you're like, yep. yeah, kind of like a bell curve. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's worked out really well. So um, Saturday I did 16 miles with eight miles at my goal, uh, Boston pace, um, which is an 815 per mile pace, hopefully, fingers crossed. So, um, oh, man. yeah. That's, That's exciting. I love that. No, I, well, good for you and, and good luck for sure. And it's interesting when you think about the idea of having like a canned interim marathon like piece on the internet, I think is really helpful as like uh, something that people can almost like a first draft. Like, all right, what is someone who knows? What's their idea on this? But at the same yeah. time, there's so many variables here, right? Of like, well, yeah. how hard did you run the first marathon? How challenging right. was the course? Right. How broken down have you been? Like I've had some races where, you know, three days later, you're like, you know what? I feel fine right now. Yeah. Like, like I yeah, can just yeah. go run. Like I don't really need to recover all that much. Like I mean, I'm not going to introduce intensity, but from a volume perspective, there are times where you're just kind of like, it's been three days. I really feel fine. Yeah. And you can just kind of go at it. And other times where you're like, oh boy, like I still feel like a deer on ice a little <laughs> bit out here. Do you have a plan for how you're balancing Boston Big Sur? No, haven't gotten there yet. Okay. All <laughs> I've, right. uh, I've been really, really focused on trying to figure out my pacing plan for yeah. Boston because it is my first Boston. And I was originally going in with like, oh, this is just a victory lap. I'm just going to enjoy it. And now because I want to BQ again, so a sub 340, I have to be a little bit more careful about how I approach that. And so um, anyway, so I've just been just. I've been hearing that sentiment more frequently from people this idea of like just celebrating boston while running it versus like and i don't know um if i get like if i fully understand if it's like out of you know because it can be an intimidating course if it's like out of like i just don't want to have a horrible experience um because to me i'm like well running boston is a celebration even if you slow down towards the end like but yeah. if I could understand, like, is it out of a fear of like, if the last six to 10 miles were a like death yes. march, it'll just be yeah, no basically. fun. Okay. Yeah, well, you're just in, in just so much pain that, you know, yeah. you're not, I've got, I've been in big marathons where um, I'm in like New York City last year because it was so hot. You know, people are like cheering huh. in Central Park and I'm like, stop talking, get away from yeah. me. Like, you know, and so I don't want to feel that way in Boston. I don't want to be like, stop cheering, stop, yeah. get away from me. So. Yeah, the only person I saw who seemed to have fun in New York last year was Mike uh, Co, who ran oh, it with yeah. a you know GoPro and ran it like way off his CIM goal pace and all these things. Where you're like, okay, well, sure, man. Like, I guess that was a celebration for him. Um, yeah. 
Well, also, he just always seems so happy. He does <laughs> seem happy. Although that, um, what was it? The video at the end of Tokyo, Tokyo I was yeah. like, he's really like, ah, ah. <laughs> and I'm like, maybe this is how we all sound. We just don't all carry a GoPro in our face. Yeah. I think we do because I was watching some of the free trail coverage of the Gorge. Um, oh yeah, 50k, 30k, 100k this weekend, yeah. and and in it, so Dylan Bowman is you know is the, the creator of Free Trail, and he, him and Race Day Promotions uh, create or brought back the Gorge Waterfalls races, and so he is on course with the GoPro at different spots and kind of trailing the leaders for 10 to 15 minutes at a time. And it's always, it's so funny, like this here to hear him ramp up. So like the first two or three minutes, you get these really nice, really nice shots. And it's almost like the audio is off. And then like after about four minutes, especially when they're going uphill, you can hear Dylan like, directly into the GoPro and like better him than me, man. Like these guys are working really, really hard. I appreciated um, it. It was kind of cool The um, I mean, that's close to me, and I've been considering running that race. And Matt Daniels, a pro trail runner, won the 50K yesterday. I'm like, all right, let me check this out. And then Ryan Thrower, like, jumps in behind him and is just looking. <laughs> and you're like, okay, it's a good, like, level set of uh, trying to stay with him. Because you look at the, you know, trail results, you look at him, you're like, I don't know. Like, it could mean anything. Just Well, do, do you know the guy that won the 30K? You have to know him. Liam um, Mowry? Wait, what's his name again? The 30K. Liam Mowry. Um, I think I have heard of he has him. like a B, he has like a Bowman track club stuff going oh, so on. Liam, sorry, yeah. I thought I was thinking of the yeah, Liam's a total crusher, he's a friend of mine. Um, he is hoping to get into he's into the sub ultra trail scene. Um, so he's flying to Vermont in a couple like a month or two, uh, for those the qualifiers for worlds, um, the US, like the vertical K championship and the yeah, was that at Loon? At Loon, it was at yeah. Loon last year. Yeah, it helps to be. Uh, I mean, he's a sub four miler, so it's like uh, right. your that stuff is basically like anaerobic the entire time. <laughs> They're just like either straight up or straight up and then straight down. Um, I don't think Dylan knew who he was, but he he was on course. I like I peeked in and he was like, "Holy crap, that dude is just thrashing this course!" Like, just like yeah. watched he watched him go by and he's like, "Holy cow!" Like he didn't even try to run with him. He's like, "See ya." Just like that. See you later. Oh, I should go find that video. Yeah, no. Um, I mean the. Trail running in general kind of intimidates me in terms of like the likelihood of smashing your body and face, but the Columbia Gorge in particular has a lot of sharp rock, um, which I don't know, just scares the hell out of me. Like I just, I was watching some of the video of people and I'm like, I guess you would just hurl yourself through that wet stone, like crushed area and assume your feet are going to get there. But, um, yeah, Katie Asmith took a picture of her knee after the race. Like she, she went down pretty hard, I guess, early in the race, and like gashed her knee. She still finished on the podium, but like her knee was like straight up swollen. Like after that race, had blood all over it. Um, but actually, and that's pretty good. Hey, Missy's here. And actually, Jennifer, I wanted to mention like the and Peter too, like the this the idea of Boston being a celebration and having yeah. people training to a celebration race. I think it's also part of like. People aren't going to cancel on Boston, right? Like oh. you get in, you have to make your like host say you're say you're not from the area. You make your hotel reservations like way in advance, yeah. airplane way in advance for the most part for a lot of people. And it's like okay, if you're someone who's like borderline, I don't know when I'm going to get in again. You're not going to be like, oh, there's always another Boston. Oh, I'll yeah. get there again. So I feel like a lot of the people who fall into that category 
it's not like, like maybe, maybe in, I feel like many of them probably didn't intend on treating Boston like a oh. celebration race, but it's like I'm not going to cancel. So this yeah, is kind of yeah. like the next the next way to approach it. That makes sense. Um, I just I have some friends, one in particular who I won't name, who's been injured and he's had a rocky lead up, and um, he's like, the last 10k is going to be just abysmal. And I'm like, why don't you just go out slower? Like no one cares what you. <laughs> Like, just if your time is a few minutes slower, we're not going to like not talk to you after. <laughs> but if you basically have to get like pulled off the course by a volunteer, is that really gonna? <laughs> like, but we'll see. We'll see what he does. Um, I'm recording tomorrow with Mike and Marcus to try to break down. Mike is like, I want just the simple approach to boston the boston course and i'm like we should say okay. mike, mike is this is mike's first time running boston he's running yeah, like yeah. all of these races he's never run boston before <laughs> just like me yeah <laughs> yeah which i'm i think i'm not i will likely i'm just gonna say it like fail at giving him like over too simple because um i like geeking out on all the details of the course but i will i'm gonna like aim to top line and then get into the nitty-gritty um it could be like, oh, I only need to listen to four minutes of that, or I could listen to forty-five <laughs> minutes as Peter's like, and then. So we'll see. My Matt, I was curious. You spun up this uh, idea for Monday uh, training breakdown so fast. I was like, does this mean Matt had a great training weekend? And was like, give it to I me. I had the opposite. I have the op. I've like I made so many decisions over the last thirty-six hours. Like so many decisions. I like I'm like I'm not doing this race. I'm not doing that race. Oh, yeah, I'm well, like like. I'm I'm taking I'm going dark on Strava now. I'm like I made oh, so no. many decisions. Um, yeah, the going dark on Strava one was like, I'm like I, I'm not gonna say like I'm never going back. I still I'm on there because I like following people. Like I like you know, so I, I do enjoy it from like a people watching perspective. And as a coach, it's nice to be on there to like it's easier to see things for your athletes. And Feedot I love as a platform for coaching, but like it doesn't input things correctly. So you just have to end up going to Strava anyway to see some of the data um, that's imported correctly, especially from an elevation gain perspective, which on VDOT is like a disaster. But wow. with that said, in terms of my own, I'm just like, I got to the point where I, I, I had a long run on Friday. I did an out and back at like, so it was an out and back 14 mile run. At the turnaround, I like started developing some ankle pain. And like oh, no. half mile later, I'm like, I can't run back. I, this is not going to happen. It's so, like I tried to like do a little walk run, but like my ankle, and I don't even know why. It, I went on run today, and like it was fine, but it just developed something weird during during the during that run or whatever. It's hard to pinpoint it, but it's just like the the case of having like the worst ankles in history. But so I had like this seven mile walk home, and it's like this is a disaster. I hate everything. I'm just like I don't want it. Like I'm just. Why am I so bad at this? I just was in full self-loathing mode during the entire like hour and a half walk home. Then I, I got I was so sunburnt. Like I didn't prepare myself for the sun. I didn't think it was gonna be out there that long. So anyway, like you might think I would look right now because that's I, a good like, combo. What was that? That's a good combo of disasters. Yeah, it was, everything was great. So um I was like, that's it. Like I I just couldn't handle like the I I I'd been sitting on this for a while, sitting on this for a while, but like I got to the point where I was getting really self-conscious about my running and in certain ways, and this sounds like, I know this is probably all in my head. I'm, 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 you know, whatever about it, but like, I was embarrassed. 
about a lot of the stuff that I put on there. So I'm like, I just don't want to feel that anymore. Yeah. So like whether it's embarrassing or not, I was feeling embarrassed by it. And I was like, I just can't do this anymore. So I just like took like again, everyone who follows me is still following me, but like everything is now private. Like I'm the only one that can see it. Yeah. So um that's, we'll see who knows what will happen again. But I know I, other people who do that. That's good. That that's healthy, I think. Right? Yeah. So Anyway, then I was like, I want to talk to people about this sort of stuff. Like, and I'm like, this is, and like, I've been, I was saying in the intro, like, I'm thinking about doing this for a long time, but this was like, all right, we're, we're making yeah. this happen. We're going to start doing this. But that was my, that was my weekend. So, so Peter, the answer question, long story, <laughs> didn't read. No, it wasn't a great weekend. For Not because you crushed it and wanted to brag, like humble brag. Okay. Well, I mean, there's two, there's multiple entries to sharing. Um, Misty, how was your weekend? Um, well, I um, started a, I have a lot of local friends that uh, do like challenges, like through like Facebook challenges. So like March was like this plank challenge and um, it's fun just to encourage each other. And also because they're all runners. So it's all trying to get us to do other things other than just run. And so I, decided to uh enter the gym and um not go light <laughs> oh good yeah <laughs> extremely sore from uh working out friday night and saturday and yeah i it's ridiculous i don't know what i was thinking but <laughs> but i had a really good week of running last week so i i was really happy i increased my mileage and i feel pretty good with it so oh, okay. so that's I gotta yeah, jump in. I gotta well, jump in. We, got, we have a, a brand new, we have breaking news. Breaking oh. news on the Training Talk live show, um, the Making Strides live, Making Strides podcast. Carolyn Sue and Stephanie Flippin. They just posted a link to their Making Strides live oh. show, Boston Marathon weekend in Boston, and they're giving relay subscribers early dibs on the tickets. So there's like 65 tickets. I think they're they're free, but you have to like get a ticket if you want to attend. It's not just like first come first serve. So oh. if anyone's interested in it, you can go. Being like the three of like two the three of the people on this call, uh, it starts at 4:30 on the 15th at Lululemon on Newberry Street. So. If you're interested in doing that, you should go get your ticket now because they're going to open it up to everybody. So it's her, it's Stephanie Flippin, it's Carolyn Sue, and it's Myrna Valerio. So if you want to be one of the 65 people, now is the time. If you're listening to the recording of this, you're probably go, go, a little go. too late. Hopefully you got the notification <laughs> when it came out. But, but I just wanted to, to put that out there. Peter, sorry to cut you off there. No, that's exciting. Uh, I was curious. About, so Misty had a great week and then capped it off with heavy lifting. Like yes. <laughs> lifting too hard. Yeah. Yeah. I like the like I do that too. You're like, I should be able to lift at this level. And you're like, why did I think that? Um yeah, I, I have a journal that I like looked back at like when I was doing weight training and I had taken a break off of uh running and looked back at like what I was lifting before and then I got like really depressed because <laughs> it's like I can't I'm nowhere near. Oh yeah. Like I'm just starting, you know, and that's why I'm extremely sore. But anyway, how do you guys handle this? Because Missy, what you just described with your lifting is exactly what my running weekend was like. In terms of like, I kept going back and looking like, wow, March 22 was really good. Oh. March 2023 was not very good. And I like, that was like also part of the reason where I was like, I got to stop doing this. Like, I'm just like driving myself nuts 
with this self-comparison, even though like it's, I feel like logically it makes sense to do it. If you're like, all right, I'm going to try to make apples to apples comparisons, see where I can improve, see where I think. And again, there's probably good things that I can take from it in terms of how to get better. But like, I felt like the juice wasn't worth the squeeze to that end because it was also driving me insane. So how do you, Jennifer and Peter, how do you deal with like the, the self comparisons, which sometimes might not lead to great places? Um, I know for me, like, I try to be as detailed as possible when things are going well so that I can figure out later why things aren't going well. And so I'm, I'm a big believer in like, uh, you're not overtraining, but you're under recovering. So I'll look into like stuff like that. I'm one of those like Apple watch nerds that like every, I have data about, I'm like, well, how was I sleeping that day? And like, well, mm. what did I eat that day? And I'm just like, I want all of that data somewhere so that I can like, find the problem like surely there must be something i am not doing right now you know um and so i like having all that data i like comparing um runs and 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 you know other other things like that what was my resting heart rate that day or whatever so um but yeah usually i try to really think about how i'm recovering and if i'm forgetting to do some things like strength and mobility or you know foam rolling or whatever it usually it's more usually when like my body doesn't feel well that i i want to look into like what i'm doing wrong but mm. yeah Hey, everybody, are you tired of the spike and crash and GI distress that comes with sugar-based sports nutrition? It's time to try UCAN. If you are, even if you aren't, <laughs> I'll be honest with you, I'm such a big UCAN fan because UCAN utilizes steady-release carbs instead of sugar, so you don't feel the highs and the lows in your energy. I have noticed this really, like, you know, for me, I love to use, take two scoops of you can before my long runs. One scoop, if it's like a kind of a medium long run. Uh, also, I love the edge energy gels as well. For me, I just don't have to worry about nutrition on the run. And it's just, it's so nice to not have to worry about this sort of thing. You know, it's like some crazy, you know, especially if you're going through some, some crazy stressful times, just knock one thing off the list of things you don't have to worry about certainly is helpful. And it's not just amateurs like me, top marathon runners in the U.S. like Emily Sisson, Sarah Hall, Emma Bates, Meb Kofleski, and now Kira DeMotto all rely on UCAN to fuel their training and their recovery. UCAN's award-winning edge energy gels last longer than other gels, and it provides a more consistent feeling of energy. They aren't too thick or sweet and don't have to chase them down with water. Uh, for me, I love them because they're more like they're more liquidy than other gels. You just don't have that aftertaste as well, which is really, really nice. And finally, you got to try the bars. The bars are unbelievable. They're like chocolate. You get the chocolate peanut butter. Frankly, they just taste like candy bars. They're fantastic, especially if you're going like on an early morning run. Like you wake up, you want to have something and you want to hit the hit the road. I That's the spot for me with those things. And, um, you know. Unless I want to just use them for snacks because they're just so darn tasty. I mean, really, they just taste like candy bars and they're absolutely fantastic. You can try the full variety of UCAN products at UCAN.co. That's U-C-A-N, UCAN.co. And you can save 20% on your entire order by using code RAMBLING. Not only do you save 20%, but it also helps out the podcast. So go to UCAN.co today and use code RAMBLING to save 20% on your offer. That makes sense. Do, you, do you enjoy cataloging all that stuff? Like, does that come second nature to you? I do. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's I cool. mean, a lot of it, a lot of it is like automated now. I just That's true. like the app will track my sleep and the watch will track my heart rate and, you know, um, but you know, because I, 
bonked in that marathon four weeks ago, um, all of my long runs lately, I've been really writing down like everything that went well, because I want to like, Mm -hmm. redo my nutrition plan or whatever and i'm just like so i went from doing uh, taking a gel every four miles to every 30 minutes which isn't that much of a difference but i don't know it's working yeah. also i'm switched it's probably one more gel in the course of a marathon yeah and and also i had switched to morton gels which you know i hope they're not a sponsor for you guys but like it just doesn't work for me and i went oh, back yeah. to goo. just went back to goo goo uh, rocking they will be they will be on course at boston marathon just yeah so well know. I'll be bringing my own. There you go. <laughs> yeah, you, you have to know what works. You have to find out what works. That's what's hard. It take, that's what's like always boggles my mind. We do all this running stuff, and yet we don't get that many, that many, that many chances to like practice some of this stuff. You're like, yeah. oh, it needs to be. How often do, can I try a gel after 90 minutes? You know, while running, blah blah blah. And you're just like, oh wow. Uh, yeah, man. I was gonna say I tried to. I mean, I'm dealing with this a lot because I'm like training well, but also trying to face down, not necessarily being at the same level I was a few years ago. And so I'm like, okay, how do I make sense of this? Um, and I have found some solace in looking back like four to six weeks to try to put into greater context, like the run that I'm about to do or have done. Um, I have a tendency, there's like a piece I want to write about like the select selected data bias like i only think of like i like pen myself in with some very choice data you know like oh this workout when's the when did i do that workout and i can name like the one or two times when i was super fit and the weather was great and i ran it with some teammates and i crushed it and then but maybe i've run it you know six or seven times or when i think of masters runners that i should be able to compete with i like only think of like five people and then I'm like, oh, there's actually many people out there in the in the world. Um, like, it's like ah. Uh, but um, leading up to Boston, I was looking back at my buildup for grandma's last year and had to appreciate. Oh wow, like those weeks before I'm thinking of went really well. Like I crushed four to five weeks in a row, and then then the week workout I'm thinking of occurred. So like trying to place that in the context um because yeah like timing totally matters which is why these cycles and you know stitching them all together like you're talking about jennifer um mm -hmm. i did a workout yesterday with some teammates of mine that have nothing on the calendar they're just like their lives are in different places at the moment and like it's fun because i'm get to get ahead of them I, i'm like pulling away from them and that doesn't usually happen but um i'm like oh yeah that's the result of real focus as opposed to um you know they're living their lives and they're pretty darn fit but they're just not within one of these <laughs> cycles so yeah matt just give yourself some grace you're coming off of a 50k when's your next no 50K? no grace go hard <laughs> self-loathing that's what you need to be doing right now i noticed that I will like keep beating myself up until morale improves <laughs> yeah i sometimes like read a caption on instagram and I'm like, oh 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 this person is in like a full david goggins like headspace staring in the mirror screaming at himself while writing this caption okay um i'm not but it's good to, good to appreciate 
You, you mentioned you have friends who don't have things on the calendar and obviously family and, and work obligations, things like that can play a part in it. I will say this. It definitely feels like racing season is here. It's like every weekend there's a huge trail race going on, like from now to like Western States. Like this past weekend, you had Perry Blossom, right? The week before that, you had the Brooklyn Half. We have Boston coming up. Like you said, you got, obviously, Jennifer, Jennifer knows we got Big Sur coming up and you got Gene after that. I feel like there's like it's like racing season is like now upon us in full force, and I just feel like now it's like it's absolutely game time for uh, for people who are or are so inclined. And I think it will definitely be fun for people who are who are getting out there. And I think it definitely provides the opportunity for you know conversation about how people approach races in terms of like, are you one of those people who like, all right, I race or I sign up for a race when I'm fit. Like not, I don't necessarily have to be on my A game, but I want to be close to A game. Or like, if it's a marathon, like I think I can be at my A game when this race happens, right? You know, most people don't sign up for race for marathons spontaneously. All right. Or is it just kind of like, no, I like to race, you know, my fitness is my fitness, whatever. Let's, let's make it happen. I should have addressed that to somebody. Misty, how about you, Misty? Yeah, Misty, Misty I'm curious about how all these things are lining up for you. <laughs> I'm not currently racing right now, um, which feels has a lost kind of feeling for me. Um, not that I not that I race a ton, but um, I I usually am training for something in the spring, something in the summer, something in the fall, you know. And uh, my youngest son is graduating in May, and so I really haven't wanted to commit to definitely not traveling, which I don't do a lot of out of town races. I do a lot of local, um, but I've just kind of like in my head committed to, to him and also my schedule this year with um, taking him to school and stuff in the mornings doesn't allow me as much time to get as much miles as I want. So it's kind of like, and I like doing marathons in the fall um, yeah. here in Oklahoma. It's just, I don't know. Um, I know, I know that Matt has said the opposite. <laughs> I feel I feel very strongly about that take. <laughs> We're gonna create a little clock where it's like each season Matt tells, talks about things. <laughs> you train in the summer and then it's like all of a sudden like the heavens open up in the fall and it's just like oh my gosh like I can run. <laughs> yeah. So but um but anyway yeah I'm not training for anything right now and and need to kind of figure out what I'm doing for the fall, but I've, I've got, like I said, I, this last week I did a decent mileage. So I'm just kind of trying to build, uh, for the fall. <clears throat> nice. That's good approach. Like the long, I'm a big fan of the long buildup, like the get ready to get ready. Um, Jennifer, I'm curious about your, I've been already thinking about the week after Boston for you, it'll be like a two week intense, recovery slash bridge to Big Sur, but like then I imagine post Big Sur it'll be May and you'll be like, whoa, this is a huge come down from Yeah. I uh I already know that um well because I'm uh signed up for Chicago. So I know that like 12 weeks before I like 12 week um training blocks. Uh I keep my mileage up pretty high. So but you know like adding in intensity I only start like 12 weeks mm. out so i know that i'm uh good to go from may 1st through july 18th is when i'll start my <laughs> okay yeah yeah then i'll be a little fly by right like it, so, yeah so you mentioned you had the hal higdon kind of like intermarathon mm -hmm. 
rubric that I've been set up, when you say they give that 12-week block, do you work with like a coach or is there a certain like routine that you have down? Like this is what my 12-week block, this is what my 12-week cycle looks like and maybe you alter it a little bit each time or how does that work for you? Um, I do work with a coach. Um, so I get a custom training plan. Um, uh, this is my third cycle uh, with that coach. Um, and I loved my training going into the Hyannis marathon. Um, but I think that I peak too soon. So I want to talk to my coach about for Chicago kind of, I don't know if it just means like shifting everything a couple of weeks so that I don't peak too soon, or I don't mm. really know what, uh, how that works. But I, I felt like the two weeks leading into Hyannis, I had way too much energy and nowhere to put it. Uh, and it, it's not that the training was like, nothing for those weeks but it felt like nothing compared to what I, I had done two 20 milers and two 22 milers you know all with like pace work and so I had really wow. built up like I felt amazing and then come race day I think I felt flat so huh. I don't know sounds like ultra sounds like you're in the middle of some serious ultra training here Jennifer. <laughs> I gotta be honest like looking at this training cycle then like these three marathons back to back to back this is the stimuli here is gonna be massive you're gonna be ready for like your first 100k in the fall I if 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 there's a road ultra I'm interested I just I don't do trails I don't do nature I don't yeah I don't want to be on dirt I don't want bugs I you know, <laughs> bugs. Brooklyn like this is I just no bugs. I, I want I want the street I have looked into the road ultra scene because uh, while well, I was gearing up for try to run a road 50k basically, um, and it's a weird space. It's like a it's the overlap of two weird spaces. Um, like there's the one oh shoot, what's it called? Mad cow or cow something? Um, mm -hmm. And it sounds like I've, they need a rebrand. No, it's, a, it's that's better than that. Someone's gonna skewer me for. But you look at the, I've looked at the photos on the starting line. I'm like, what's going on here? And they're like, and someone who knows more than me was like, oh yeah, it's a very small event. There was like 25 people on the line. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's a weird Saturday. It was like blustery spring conditions and a bunch of people were going to run a hundred K and some of them were going to run a 50 K and you're like, oh yeah, you're not going to get, not that it's only about huge races, but it's like a very, there's like large, yeah. you know, endurance. And then there's like the small. I always think of small races like the small 5k we go to but then you end up with like the the super intense and small and you're like wow that's really niche um but yeah there probably were too many bugs in that like parking lot outside what's that there was just that one in, um it's in long, on long island um, yeah they had the masters 50k they had the, right? they had the u.s championship that's right just, that's what it was. Um, just looks like it always looked dreadful there but you know <laughs> each their own yeah it's, it's interesting because like when you think about how barren that landscape is in the states like oh, one of the yeah. biggest races in the world is the comrades marathon which is 52 yeah. miles of pavement just people and it's like out. it's so interesting how like that has manifested all right has, this has evolved into like one of the biggest races in the world and also a huge outlier from a genre perspective yeah. and it's like such a unique position to like be in both of those to be like a huge outlier and to be immensely popular and like yeah. not have like yeah. things built around it in a sense i know it's like the um my friends from atlanta talk about peach tree and they're like no you don't understand 
you clearly aren't getting it. I'm like, what do you mean? And they're like, everyone runs it. Like your dentist runs it. Your, you know, the person at the grocery store runs it. Like, and then they'll ask about it. Like, I'm like, wow. I mean, Atlanta Trek Club, we know is a powerhouse, but it's, um, I had not understood how it's part of people's lives. It's pretty cool. And it's just like one of those ways, it's enormous. They have all these waves, like uh, Boulder, Boulder, um, where they really, everyone participates, not this like, yeah, they fill yeah. up the whole football stadium. Yeah, it's not. that's that's one. That's one of the events. Have you done that event, anybody? No? I uh, <laughs> jogged. We I, I had a college reunion a couple of years ago with some guys, and we happened to be there that weekend. So we just went for a run and realized we were in the Boulder. Boulder. <laughs> we were like we were very clueless. Um, <laughs> you just were just running on the streets of Boulder that day. Yeah, and then the we're Boulder, like, Boulder. Hey. Um, but then yeah, we didn't go into the stadium. But I've seen, and then I've seen all my friends post videos of like running it and then running it as a party lap like they'll go back and run again jog it while like drinking beers jumping in kiddie pools it looks totally debaucherous i just love the fact how they have like the elites go last and they finish into a filled stadium i just yeah. think logistically that is amazing like really whoever idea. thought of that was a genius like that was so smart and it's amazing to me that that hasn't been replicated and maybe it's maybe just logistically it's just impossible but i just think however whoever thought of that and or made that work like they really hit the nail on the head because that is so unique but also just so awesome yeah the, the photos of like someone finishing with a stadium cheering them on you're like how did they do that that's really cool i mean even the olympics don't have like a packed stadium like a pack, pack like for like the finish of races like it's always half filled and like yeah. the tv audience is really where it's at as opposed to like the live audience like but boulder for boulder they got like <laughs> fifty thousand people yeah. in the stadium all right man what are you committing to you don't have to show us your strava but um i had a friend run a 50k yesterday at gorge and he was sort of disappointed in his results well, he was saying this thing of like, sort of, it sounded similar to you. Like, everyone's like, you're an ultra marathoner. Like, and he's like, yeah, but my race didn't. I mean, the weather was particularly horrible here, but he was disappointed. And I was like, hey, man, like, it's got to be okay to be both like an ultra marathoner and be proud of that and maybe sign up for another one. Like, maybe stay in this zone and not just stay with that disappointment. So, how, how have you thought about it? I know you had to walk quite a bit quite a few muddy miles in yours i don't feel i feel like an ultra ultra walker <laughs> okay yeah when are you gonna become an ultra runner <laughs> so um yeah i don't know we'll see i for me like it's hard for me to do races that aren't extremely local like even the cape cod trail race i was signed up for and i'm like i'm not gonna be able to do that like i'm gonna be traveling like 90 minutes to get there i'm gonna be doing a 30k and then i'm traveling 90 minutes back like that's the whole sunday and like yeah. it's just it gets too nuts in our house for me to be doing that sort of thing it just does and it's like if i'm signing up for a race like it I, it has to be incredibly local like it has to be like racing on my street <laughs> or something fairly close to that <laughs> from a logistics perspective to make it work which is why i want why i signed up for the province marathon but oh, yeah. it ended up being the day of my son's first communion so like I'm not going to be able to do it, but like I signed up before, like we knew that date, you know, way before we actually knew what that date was. So, you know, that's just the breaks, but you know, I have to look around and, and see, but um, you know, I'm one of those people where it's hard, like in the moment it's, it's easy. Like when I'm signing up, like, Oh yeah, if I'm not that fit, it's fine. I'm just going to, I like to race. Cause I do like to race, but then like, 
I seemingly have amnesia around this idea. Then, like, once I finish the race, all of a sudden, like, all bets are off with how I'm going to react to it. So I have to just oh, do yeah. a better job with, with that. But I'm definitely going to look around and see if there's some, some, some very local events. We have a lot of trail races in Rhode Island in the fall. Some, you know, yeah. like, three to seven mile-ish trail races, which are really fun, and they're really well attended, and some really fast runners run them, incredibly fast people. So I'll definitely be doing those in the fall for sure. I don't know what the spring has in store, though, so we'll see. Yeah, spring is flying by. You'll be fine. You're like, I don't know. It depends. Hey, Peter, if you come to Rhode Island to see your family, maybe we'll have to we'll make arrangements. <laughs> we'll make some. We'll put something together. Yeah, I mean, I'm just jealous of... uh. I mean, we have some races out here, but my friends who live in the Boston, New England, Boston area, they have, I mean, a whole bunch, I like, I mostly see it on Strava. I pull up Strava and a whole bunch of people have run the same run and they've yet to say, like last weekend, there was a, a 15K because they've had all these, these races leading up to Boston for so many decades that they had like a 30K that they all do like five weeks out, six weeks out. Then there was a half marathon. Yeah, the New Bedford half. New Bedford half. There's all these. I mean, I, you could definitely over race, um, but it seems like a bunch of people in New England figured out, you know, it's less dreadful than just trudging through a New England winter. Is like doing it together and calling it a race and, you know, getting a hard effort. So I'm always like, oh, man, like I'm jealous of a lot of their races. Um, I love that. Yeah. So what I was thinking about doing was starting a relay. Um, run club on strava so that people can sign up for that but just so as a just way left. of like so if people are into strava it's a way of just being like hey you know let's just i'll just misty race this weekend you can just see it oh, right I on see. there right you're like hey yeah. who, who raced this weekend hey shout out to misty she did the the whatever right the oklahoma's finest 5k and then you know <laughs> you know congrats to misty whatever so um i think it might be a cool way of just you know having that out there get people don't aren't on strava Raising my hand here. Um, now, obviously, it's not going to be a great fit, but also people are into it. I don't, don't feel like it's a negative either. So uh, if people are listening to this, I'll post that on Relay. And um, whoever wants to opt in can opt in. Um, I lose track of this stuff, but I have like a rambling runner, like running club on Strava. I checked it the other day. It's like thousands of people are in it. <laughs> I haven't even looked at it in years. Like, it's just a, like, again, I think it's like a lot more than I expected. Anyway, well, I started is- it when I did the, the virtual race series. Oh, I, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I probably joined a yeah. long time ago. The, the, um, so I created that. There was like 900 people in it. Now there's like thousands and thousands of people are, are all of a sudden in it. And it's just, like, so I think some people just like to join this sort of thing because I never once advertised that once that series was over. In <laughs> fact, I literally forgot about it. It does seem like, well, I have a lot of gripes about the the team element of Strava and how they don't really pay off very much of there's all these workarounds that we do you know i could see jennifer's like running and, and then i you're like you're clearly building up to something very specific because like why like this person clearly every seven days or so is running a 20 miler with a whole bunch of and i'm like oh man what if you could just say what you're building towards or like what if a race you know we were more likely to see a race result than you know a, a shakeout run it just feels very haphazard it and would be like, cool profile if like there was like a drop down menu like you didn't have to fit it be like hey like upcoming race i'm training for just like put it in and just like is either is there nothing there or populates right it's kind of like the like you can put a link in your instagram bio or you cannot put a link in your instagram bio absolutely 
we uh, I used to work in Nike Digital and it's like we could have an algorithm that could like match with GPS and then like sync with your phone and tell you and you're like what if we just let people tell us what size shoe they like you know like, <laughs> <laughs> what if we entered a text box where people could say what they're motivated gearing towards it's like these are human behaviors not like so it gets way too complex I'm like oh uh, anyway, I find myself all right. digging. I got to go. Two forty-five. Awesome. Okay, training talk live. This is what we're doing. Two o'clock to two forty-five. You might say, Matt, why two forty-five? Because Matt has to go pick up his kids. At school. So <laughs> thank you so much, Peter, Jennifer, Misty, and for everybody listening after the fact. Um, again, Mondays at two p.m. EST. You'll always find the link in relay. In addition to that. Um, you can always send us a note on Patreon if you want something to be included in the topic of conversation. Uh, also, you can just comment to the post on Relay. Josh Peterson submitted a question ahead of time. It's about like, should I have a coach? Or should I not? Depending. Uh, I didn't think it was a great fit for this conversation. Maybe next week or maybe in the coach's corner next week with Stephanie and I, we could address that as well. Josh, I'll get back to you after this. Thank you, everybody, and happy running. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Rambling Runner podcast. I hope you got a great feel for what we're doing over on Relay with the Training Talk live calls. Again, this is going to be every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So you can be engaged, engaged with the, the calls, which I think is fantastic. Also, you can just send us a note and just be like, hey, it would be great if you guys talked about XYZ or so you had something that happened in your life, a challenge you want to share or a great accomplishment that you want to share. Even better. We want to talk about all that stuff. We are an unbelievable running community and we want you to join us because running together is just so much fun. But a lot of us are really hardworking, busy adults, and it's hard to foster that community in real life. So having an outlet to do that really is wonderful. And I'm just so privileged and honored to be part of the Relay community. Head over to Relay. I'm sorry, head over to patreon.com forward slash relay today to go check that out. Also, big shout out to you can go to you can.co forward slash rambling to save some extra dough on my favorite running nutrition. Thank you so much for listening and happy running.